Hey! Welcome to the Call Her Auntie podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Quazance. And we're so glad you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life in the city. We're in Toronto, so if you're on those dreadful morning commutes or on the subway, wherever you are, we hope you're listening to us and relating to our experience because both Quay and I have been there. Hey, your favorite Northern Girls are back. We're here with episode five. Oh my God. Is it really episode five? <laughs> yeah. And today we launched our Facebook page. Yeah. Big moves. Big I, moves. I was so excited for it. And like in the middle of our work day, I'm like, Grace, we're at 100 likes. And she, <laughs> she was like, it's not about the likes. And I'm like, wait, what's it about? She's like, sharing and connecting based on our experiences. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Just right deep. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, though, like, um, we've had people reach out to us. I say this every episode, but it honestly means so much. Like, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, um, comment, like, share. It means so much to us. And the fact that um, it's happening and we're just, like, really happy about it. And now we're on another platform Mm -hmm. that I feel um, a lot of people are on. We can do advertising on it. It's just... And I think what we want to do as well is make a Facebook group yeah. for people to share more and to connect with us. And um, it'll be a private group and mm-hmm. it'll just be a, a little bit more intimate. We can kind of make our own community. And I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm really excited to launch that. Um, we're going to try to figure out how to do that first before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it'll be out after Valentine's in this weekend or... Ah, stay tuned. Oh, Valentine's Day. Yes. That is what we're going to talk about this. Yeah, I know. Later. (laughs) No, we can talk about it now. Do you want to talk about it now? No, it's okay. Let's talk about (laughs) it. Okay, so me and Grace want to talk about, we first moved to Toronto, like you guys know, for school. And we want to talk about, like, our post-secondary experience. So, um, I guess we'll go first. Sure. My experience was, it was really good. So, I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie. I went to Algoma University. I played basketball. I had a lot of um, connections because Algoma, their student council for Indigenous students was really, like, active. I had this whole other side of, like, support where I was, like, in basketball and, like, the profs were really good at Algoma. But then I came out of Toronto and it was, like, a culture shock. Like, I've been to Toronto before growing up like my parents had contracts all the time and we had to come down to Toronto to meet with different organizations but um actually going to school and like taking the subway to go to George Brown um and then going into like their big five five story (laughs) but like they're building with like so many so many students and like so many different it wasn't the diverse okay the thing was the diversity didn't startle me it was the um I guess I'm just gonna say it it was like the whiteness in my program that startled me like nobody was of any ethnic background I think there was like one black girl what program were you in again I took sport and event oh yeah management at George Brown and the only part I the only part I loved about it was the internship where I got to work with Mm -hmm. right to play but um it was, like, really hard. Not really hard at, in terms of academics. It was really tr- hard in terms of socials. Because I'm, like, everybody in this program is going to be, like, sporty. Everyone's going to want to go to the gym. Everyone's going to want to go to, like, the basketball games and stuff like that. And, like, the girls in my program literally, like, 
wanted to put Baileys in their coffee or they wanted to do, do like shots in between group work. And I'm oh like, God. I'm like, what? I know we all have our degrees, but like, do you, do you want to just like get a tea? <laughs> so that, that was like a culture shock to me. And the guys in the program too, they were also, um, okay, I don't know like their backgrounds, but I feel like they, they were a lot of, there's nothing wrong with it, but they're like sports fans. So they mm-hmm. were, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being like a sport fan, but <clears throat> I think I went into that program expecting something else. So it was a real big culture shock coming to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but Grace, I met you when you came here. Yeah. So how was your experience? Um, so I, I just feel like I'm a big believer in um, everything happens for a reason. Um, I I just applied to anywhere out of Thunder Bay. Like I think one of my choices was London um, to be at, at Fanshawe and Humber was a top one. And I think I applied somewhere else, but I got accepted and left Thunder Bay. My mom just dropped me off at the airport and I just had a luggage and I knew no one here um, except a few curling people that really, um, cause that was a sport I played and I played varsity throughout Humber. And um, it was really like, when I say everything happens for a reason is I was connected with someone um, that a family friend knew in Thunder Bay knew the coordinator at Humber Mm -hmm. and connected me with her. And then she reached out to me and um, invited me to like the events. And that's kind of how I got involved. And then I met Quay probably like a month after. Yeah. You started in like October. Yeah. I started in October and like, yeah, just settling in. Yeah. So that was kind of my, um, my journey to post-secondary. And then I was never the type to get involved um, with anything at school. And I got involved with the Aboriginal Center Mm -hmm. and um, I've made lifelong friends and um, it's been like I had a really great experience because it it helps me make a family away from home and um, yeah I had like a really good experience of course it was hard Um, I mean after I finished school you're kind of like stuck in a not a stuck in a rut, but you're like okay now what do I do like do you go home do I find work and then I'm Mm -hmm. kind of you kind of, you feel like you lose the support you've had at school, but, um, that's I, hard. Yeah. Like when you get to know like your Aboriginal resource center and you get to like make these support systems and then you like leave them, it's kind of not like a parent, but it's kind of like this. It's, yeah. It, yeah. And you're like, like, you're leaving the nest. <laughs> again, you're leaving the nest <laughs> and you're like, what do I do? Who do I look for? And it's kind of like, um, I think it's more so for Indigenous people. It's, it's like you found this community out of your community and now you have to go into the work world and find like another community Mm -hmm. that that was I think that's what was a struggle for me when I came down here yeah and I'm even struggling with it now because I made my community in Toronto um with Quay like she's one of my one of my friends and even just like like everyone yeah okay you're like my best friend (laughs) Don't be offended. <laughs> Don't but, be offended. Um, and then now I'm kind of displaced again because I'm living in Hamilton mm-hmm. and I'm so lucky. My husband is one of eight siblings and then his mom is one of 11. So I'm, I have this massive family and they're so supportive, but it's still like I'm, I didn't grow up there. I didn't even go to school there. I don't work there. So I don't have those connections where I'm making friends. So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm just like, 
uprooted and I'm forced to make my roots in a city I never I am not from Mm -hmm. so that's really hard I think that it's like a different sorry I didn't mean to cut you off oh yeah but I think it's like also a different kind of hard like when you have mostly like I think it's when you're dating interracially like they love you the family loves you and that's not the issue the issue is like you just want to be like you just want to be native and you don't want to have to explain things Mm -hmm. but you know like if you smudge you'd have to like not that it's like it's it's, oh it takes so long to do this but like you have to explain your smudging and then you have to explain this you have to explain that and you're like that's I think that's a struggle sometimes do you think you face that with um your married family um no I think they're all so um eager to learn and yeah. a lot of them are working in education like oh, Ben's yeah. mom is a teacher Ben's aunt's a teacher his mm-hmm. grandpa is a teacher all of them are so willing to learn yeah. and it's but it's I think a different perspective is um they think I'm the expert and I'm just like <laughs> oh no I don't really like know about that because like I didn't grow up that way or yeah. I didn't I didn't experience that or um or like, like not. you're not Mohawk, so yeah, I'm that's, relatively close to six. Like we don't know that stuff. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in different territory now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're, they're um, the Francisi family is like they are so um, not curious, but eager to learn and eager to sh- like be involved. And I think that it would be that way regardless of people who's there. They're so mm-hmm. loving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But yeah, no, um, I've really, yeah, I, I still struggle with like living there. Like I remember, cause I've been a stay at home mom, like I'm back at work now, but for the first two years I was a stay at home mom and it was so like lonely sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to do these things with my son throughout the day and it's just us. Yeah. And like, I don't like have a family to go drop in to and. It was, yeah, it's been, like, so lonely. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, my God, I remember you in one of our comments on Instagram um, about, like, pregnancy cravings. Oh. And you're like, oh, I'll ask Grace what her pregnancy cravings. Yeah, tell tell us. Okay, so it's kind of, it's also kind of sad. My, I didn't, I don't remember craving certain things, but I craved my mom's cooking. And I would try to make her cooking like I would make the meals that mm-hmm. she would always make um like I never made it after but I made cabbage rolls one time I it was so hard I was like in the kitchen sweating and <laughs> like you gotta boil the cabbage and then you gotta wrap them and then you gotta bake them and like all this stuff I've never made them after that but uh, when I I would make things and then sit there by myself and test it and eat it and then cry if because I'm, it wasn't your mom's. Because it tasted like my mom's. Oh, because you got it. Because I was so sad and, like, missing my family at that. I just remember I would sit in the tub and cry. Oh. I'd, like, I remember one time I was at my in-law's house and she, the Ben's mom made cookies. Yeah. And I, like, almost teared up crying because the cookies tasted like my mom's. Oh. So it was so sad. But. Okay, wait. What was, my, what was your mom's um, best dish? Um. Okay. So my mom. What is her best dish? She's not like a very, she's like, she's a good cook, but very, <laughs> un, like, very, like, just, I don't know, basic, I guess. Maybe we would all say that about our parents, like, because we. Because it's every day for us. Yeah. yeah I would love, mm-hmm. like, 
pork chops and um, uh, rice and oh, green peas. No, oh. no, no, no. Wait, <laughs> cream of mushroom soup. Mm, yes. I remember I made it for Ben, and he's like, "What are you doing putting canned soup on that?" And I'm like, "It's so good." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I've never had canned soup." I'm like, "No way," because yeah. his mom made everything from scratch. But I'm like, I remember when I was pregnant, I ate mine. And I ate Ben's plate because it was so good. <laughs> okay, wait, I remember that. I remember that night happening because I remember that. And I'm like, oh, Grace, you must be really growing, Nico. <laughs> oh, it was so, it's so good. So I, I know that my mom made the same thing or my dad made the same thing. So if you can relate to us um, and you are one of the many fans of pork chops <laughs> and cream of mushroom soup, um, let us know. I'm thinking about it now. But my mom would also um, try to replicate the meals that me and my sister liked eating at restaurants. Oh. And I remember <laughs> we we loved, like, this noodle bowls, like, soup thing. It wasn't much of a soup. It was just more like a noodle bowl with noodles and, like, a salad and, like, the dressing and peanuts. And my mom, like, replicated it. And I feel like that's totally me now. I'm like, ooh, now that I'm a mom, I'm like, I'll try to make it at home. Like, <laughs> and it like just did not go well. And uh, she's like, do you like it? And I think I said no. And she's like, eat it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just eat it up. Um, I can't imagine having eight. Well, I would like a lot of kids, but I can't imagine having eight. Like I would definitely be making things from scratch to save money. Yeah. <laughs> I, my thought was to have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like bang, 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 and I think that's how you have to have them. You can't have too much thinking time in between no. because then you'll be like, "No, this is a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> like before, I was like, "Oh, we're fine. We'll have like six kids," and then um, like it hasn't been going as planned. And now that we have like Nico's three, and we like don't know when the next one will come, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Well, I can only see myself having two now." Because oh, like, yeah. but if it was like right after the other like we'd just like make these decisions and then like have them and be like oh well we're stuck with them now <laughs> <We're> stuck. <laughs> <laughs> like it's something we would love but yeah. like if we thought about it too long which I am yeah now yeah. I'm like okay maybe now you're like just two yeah maybe two all right okay so let me speak oh, back on should we get back on the topic of love, love. <laughs> <laughs> tell me your best pickup line okay the best that i've said no i haven't said any no pick-up the lines best best. we're going on the theme of valentine's and love so your best pickup line okay um oh geez i don't know what the best pickup we're, we talked about the worst pickup line okay tell me your, i'll tell you my my best i'll tell you my best oh and then yeah tell me your okay. worst. the best pickup line i ever got it was like I was at this random like lounge and this guy came I was walking by this guy stopped me and he was like I just wanted to stop you to let you know that like you have the best shoes on your heels are so nice and I was like what you like you like my shoes (laughs) (laughs) and then like I gave him my number after but that that like little compliment I don't know if you guys know but like that's that's the secret I think complimenting the outfits are the shoes or maybe that was just like for me. Yeah. Because that's totally for you. Oh yeah. That, maybe that would maybe if someone said that to you, you'd be like, oh thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my my best pickup. I'm like, 
I feel like it's been so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) What about your worst? Tell me your worst. Well, the worst is is bad. Like, it, I don't know. I think I told you at one time, like, hey, it's family day. Make one. And it's just like, ah, like, it's creepy. (laughs) That's so creepy and gross. It's so creepy. Like, I think probably the best one, like, I had someone tell me um, that, like, they couldn't. (laughs) Sounds fun. They can't stand to be near me because. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, because they like me that much that it's making them like me more and they don't they don't want to get there maybe it's not a good pickup line that was a, a weird roundabout way of pickup line yeah that was an yeah like i think, I think he, he could, meant really well i but. think he couldn't like me but he he was like i can't be around you because i'm like getting feelings mm. um <laughs> i'm sure i better <laughs> my work okay, worse now your worst lines my worst line was I was out for dinner with a guy and he like all of a sudden he just stopped and he was like, you will look so beautiful, fresh out of the shower, clean, with wet hair. Ew. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, what? Ew. Clean with wet hair? I literally got dressed, showered, low dried my hair, curled it, put makeup on, got my best outfit. Like I was, I was not nerdy. <laughs> but why is your comment? You would look so nice, clean. That is super creepy. Yeah, that was weird. It was only one date. Oh my god, only one date. <laughs> well, it was off of Bumble. So It'd be was... zero dates for me. <laughs> I was bumbling for a while. Yeah. Um. What was your... Okay, I'll talk about my first dates. Yeah. I think these are always funny because we're like so young and like like us kids, were like we don't have money. So it's like... Yes. Like, we, like they're funny. Um, They're sweet. That's what it is. Actually, my first day. Well, it's always like, I don't know, in Thunder Bay or like small towns, it's like, yeah. let's go to the mall and then go to the movies. Like, let's go to the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably something like stupid like that. But um, okay, I, I won't talk about first dates because I, I'm sure that's what it was, was just going to like the movies and the mall. I think, okay, my very first, first kiss, I was, okay. I was a big time player. Just kidding. <laughs> I was in kindergarten. And you know when you go through the alphabet on like those stone age computers and like K comes for kiss. And like K came up and I asked this boy that was beside me. I was like, do you want to kiss me? And he was like, okay. And then I and like JK and I ran home and told my parents. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, my family, they say that my first date was, um, so we lived on this street in Thunder Bay. And then um, we had, I had a friend and they ended up, like, their family ended up babysitting me after, like, throughout elementary school. But they just lived down the street. So, uh, him and his dad, so we were in, like, JK era. So, we are like, four years old. Mm-hmm. You know, those little battery, like, trucks like yeah. that you drive? So, he comes driving down the road, and his dad's, like, walking beside him. And I was sitting on the front steps with my dad randomly, and they pull up. And he's like, hey, Grace, you want to go for a ride? And I was like... <laughs> okay and I just like run and my dad was just kind of like bye and I like hop into his little like truck thing yeah. that, and, I, and we like go to the park and I remember I was like can I drive and he's like no but I was like no <laughs> so they said that was my first date oh your first date yeah okay so my best first date my best first date was <laughs> how okay. many first dates do you have <laughs> no my best it was we went for sushi but the thing was, right after, around the time it happened, like, the NBA championships had just happened, and, like, the Raptors won. 
and I, I didn't know what this guy like looked like because it was it was um, a bumbler again. <laughs> but he came across the street and like he we said hello and stuff like that. And he had an NBA Raptors championship ha- hat for me. Oh. And then we went and had sushi and like I don't know what it was about this guy, but like I couldn't stop smiling. Like I couldn't look at him because I would like be smiling and be nervous. And and then after, um, so what usually happens is on dates, like I always get there myself. I'll Uber myself. I'll take the TTC myself. Like I don't let them pick me up or drop me off. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after we were done sushi, we were walking around um, that neighborhood and then it started to rain. So I didn't even like ask this guy if he was going to drive me home. I was just like, we just like ran to his car and I just like told him my address and he drove me and I'm like, oh shit, I'm sorry for just jumping in your car. He's like, no, I wouldn't like make you go, like make you go in the rain. But <clears throat> that was with the person I'm currently seeing now. Okay. Good. I'm, like, I'm like, this is, this is getting a little steamy. This is getting a little, I'm a little sweet over here. Disclaimer to Queen's her boyfriend, get her uh championship. I'm like, so yeah, if you know me, like, if you brought me flowers, like, I'd be like, oh, thanks. Like, what am I going to do with these? But it was, like, something actual that was, like, premeditated before you even met me. Uh, yeah, so that was, my, that was my best first that's date. Like, that's totally, like, I used to say, like, don't get me flowers. But now I'm totally that, like, my love language is to be, like, gifted something. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, like, buying me something expensive. It's, like, hey, I thought of you. And, yeah. like. Um, like thought of, I found this like heart-shaped rock on the sidewalk. Like, here you go. Oh, thanks for like the thought that you were thinking of me and you're giving me something that reminded me of you. Yeah. Reminded me. You, uh, you of me. Yeah. It like, that means a lot or yeah. I agree. And the best gifts, um, the best gifts that I've ever gotten weren't like cost a lot. It was like, if you were coming over. And it was this one time the best, okay, you're going to laugh at this. The best gift I ever got were like food related. So this person was coming over and I'd always been talking about the memes, like warden patties are better. And I'm like, are they really better? And then this person like brought me a warden patty, but like surprised me with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, Aww. I can't wait to try it. And then the other one was like, they had went to McDonald's and then they came back and I didn't want anything, mm-hmm. but they had gotten me small fry. <laughs> so it's food related the way to my heart is through food oh that's like how ben and i like all our dates used to be pretty much to like mcdonald's getting like nuggets oh, like the 20 pack uh i think we got the 20 pack oh like that's uh, remember how fit i was like before i met ben and then <laughs> and then when i we started because like we'd eat pizza. hamilton has the best pizza places seriously we used to order from know. the yeah they do. <laughs> they have like all these like independently owned pizza places that are so good. Is it like factual? Yeah. Does like blog Facts. does like blog to have like a top ten Hamilton things that are better than Toronto? They have how underrated Hamilton's foodie area is. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I mean Hamilton's pretty hip. I'm like I'm starting to become really proud of Hamilton. I mm-hmm. really didn't like it at first because I was like so alone. I thought it smelled, which it does sometimes <laughs> because of the factories. Yeah. And but it's it's uh becoming home. Okay, Grace, tell me your worst date. 
My worst date. Um, my worst date. I don't know. It was like in high school, and <clears throat> I remember we went to the movies, and he was just like, like he was wanting to take me out for so long, and I finally agreed. And like we went to the movies, and he just like blew it. Like we got the popcorn. I'm like, hey, we're gonna go sit down. He's like, oh, uh, I'm just gonna like go for a smoke first. I'm like can you wait till we sit down? Like, mm-hmm. can we go sit down and get our seat? And he's like, I'm just going to go. And he like, we're kind of like fighting. Yeah. And I was like, so like pissed off. Yeah. But- I'm just like, really? Like you've, you've wanted me for so long. And now <laughs> you got me here and now you're like ruining it. And like, it pretty, like it crumbled. Like I didn't want to like be with him or like hang out with him again. Yeah. I think like if you were out on a date with someone and you had to go so go to the bathroom, like at least be seated. Seated yeah. In a, excuse me, I burped. Seated in like, like a get your girl situated first. Yeah, situate, situate me. What kind of laugh did I do? Oh my god. Okay, my worst date. Oh, this was a this was an, um, another bumbler. Um, they had like all day. We had set up to go to dinner that night. All day they had like sent me all these like photos of themselves and the- <laughs> themselves. <laughs> and they're like, Quay, do you find me attractive? And I was like, Yeah. Do you find me like sexually attractive? And I was like, What? Uh, and then the next thing was like, I am looking for love. <laughs> Look at my photos. Do you think you want love with me? And I'm like, What the fuck? <laughs> and then, <laughs> okay, even after that, like, I still win. I don't know why I did. I just wanted, okay, don't hate on me if you're listening, but I kind of wanted to try this taco place and I, I was hoping it would be for free. <laughs> was it for free? Um, no, I ended up buying my own thing because when I go on dates, if I don't like you, then I'm just going to buy my own because I'm like, I don't want you to be associated with me. Yeah. Like, I want that, like, um, boundary. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I just buy it myself yeah. when I know I don't like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, so that happened. It was weird. It was really awkward. And then I'm like, hey, I actually don't have to be in this situation. So, I, like, got up to leave after I finished my taco. And then he's like, well, where are you going? And I was like, oh, this neighborhood. He's like, and he lived, like, the opposite way. He's like, well, I have to go there that way, too. And I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we can ride the subway together. And this is the only time in my life where, like, I feared for my, not my safety, but, like, I've actually, like, felt uncomfortable. And we were going on the subway, and, like, he was so far off from where he, his neighborhood was, I almost, like, bolted at St. Clair Station because I was, like, I can't get so rid of this creepy. guy. And then when I got to my stop, I'm, like, okay, bye, and, like, ran off and ran away. That was an awful moment. Yeah. It's so, like, it's so scary. Like, that's why... Not I. I feel like honestly, I have such a bad memory. I only remember one time when I was younger, and I was at this curling tournament, and one of my mom's friends was dating this guy, and he was obviously like must have been in his forties, and yeah. I was like thirteen years old, and he was joking with me, and he's like, <clears throat> "I w- so my fam like my family friends were there." Um, that I like grew up with and he's like oh you you must have a crush on him eh like you guys should date and like kept going on but it was like really creepy that I was getting that weird feeling and then um like I kept blowing off and then I saw him this in the summer at the Fort William powwow and he saw me and he put he was joking and like put me in a headlock like 
trying to play with me. And I'm like, you don't do that. And I like, he was saying really weird things that I actually like, he had a pop in his hand Mm -hmm. and I like threw my arm up. Yeah. And it like went all over his like, like body and like I ran away. But because I was so uncomfortable and he was saying things to me that were like triggering me and like just like all these red flags. But yeah, going from that situation, I think just always like in your situation, Clay, mm-hmm. always like be in contact with someone yeah. if you can't be with someone like there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm really glad for your safety. And because it, I mean, it's it's a scary place to date now. Yeah, it's scary to date and like, or even in your own community when like all these random things happen like that. Mm-hmm. What I find, and I want to give a tip to people is, uh, if you have an iPhone or if you don't, you should download an app where you can share your location. So I share my location with like somebody in the Sioux, some my one girlfriend in Calgary, and like two other people in the Toronto region. Mm-hmm. And I also share it with my work account because like if somebody, if anything, God forbid, ever happened to me, even my work account would know where my phone was. Yeah, and I share it with my roommate. Yeah, and we're always checking each other's locations when we're out. And, like, especially when we're out past, like, nine or anything. So, wait. This is – I'm also kind of, like, new to this. Yeah. You can share – can you also see – so, say if you're at a Starbucks. Yeah. Can you see who else has been at Starbucks that you don't know? No. So, I can – on an iPhone, I can – if you have, like, your username on your iPhone. Mm -hmm. If you share your location with me, I can always see it. Or I can see it till the end of the day. Or I can see it for an hour. And then, so you're allowing that me to see it, only my username. And so I give you, I grant your username, be able to see me. So there's two of my girlfriends who they can see me, but I can't see where they are. Because how is it weird? Okay, one time I was at Starbucks. Yeah. And I remember making eye contact with someone. Mm -hmm. And they added me on Instagram. Well, did you, did you post your own Starbucks? I don't think so. Because that's the other thing. If you post on your story and you tag the location... Then someone, if they saw you there that time, they can look you up through the Instagram story location that way. I have like kind of like a rule of thumb. So um, I do post a lot on Instagram about where I am. Yeah. But I post it the next day only because I'm like, oh, I don't want them to think that you're there right now. Yeah, that I'm doing this, this is live. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm like. Because you don't want Joe Goldberg. Is that his name? Yeah. From you following you. No. So you're smart. You're like one step ahead of the stalkers, <laughs> them, if you have any. <laughs> put them 24 hours behind me. <laughs> <laughs> you're leaving a crumb trail, but just farther back. Okay, so Valentine's, when this episode airs, it'll just have passed. So that means you can message us what you guys did for Valentine's Day or like DM us or Yeah, or if, comment. You, if you had a Valentine's, if you like... Just had like a family Valentine's. I think those are even better. So just DM us. Let us know how you celebrated love, how you celebrated yourself mm-hmm. in our comments or in our DMs. You can slide Whatever. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always respond. If you're going through it, we want to remind you that the Hope for Wellness hotline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that offers counselling and crisis intervention. You can call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310, or you can even connect to them online at hopeforwellness.ca. And always remember, your podcast aunties love you.